0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: I've got a bike. You can ride it if you like. It's got a basket, a bell, and other things that make it look good. I'd give it to you if I could, but I borrowed it. Wow, folks amazing lyrics from early Pink Floyd. I remember how much we loved that song just because it was just so like irreverent and silly. And people are, are always, you know, concerned about the lyrics. Lyrics are always such a big deal when you're writing music and when you're playing songs for people. The lyrics are such a big deal. And whenever people are you know, going back and forth on lyrics, and you know, in my life, people have gone back and forth on my lyrics a bunch. I mean, there's people with lyrics that I wrote tattooed up and down their arms, and that happens when you're writing music with people. They, the lyrics hit them in a, in a certain way, and sometimes it's really effective. And I've got a bike you can ride it if you like. It's got a basket, a bell, and other things that make it look good. It was very effective for me, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I used to love all that early Pink Floyd, though. See Emily play. God, that song was so cool. I I can't imagine being in the late 60s when there's a band playing. And you know, back then they were playing in like high school gymnasiums for like 40 people. What we're doing nowadays in the music scene is completely and utterly unheard of by the quote-unquote gods of classic rock, with the exception of you know any kind of stadium tour that ensued after all the small ball things that everybody was doing you know they just don't do stadium tours that much anymore it seems like they're coming back jay-z and beyonce did a stadium tour and uh, i think uh kenny chesney does stadium still but you don't see it very often in our industry because you know there are a lot of different artists out there and It is one of those things where everybody can have their own favorite artist in today's world. You know, it's not Ted Nugent or ABBA, take your pick. You know, that's not the era we're in anymore. Thank God, frankly, because as an artist that, you know, I'm probably pretty niche as an artist. It's nice to be able to make a living in this business because of, you know, being able to find the fans. You know, podcasting as a way to find fans. Um, I podcast as a... It's just a you know a system of creating a communication to other people. I really think the podcast is a very effective way to communicate to people, and so I do this podcast for that reason, and also for the reason we all know—to listen to some music and to hang out with you guys and tell a few jokes. And so we are back, episode forty-three, Touchdowns All Day podcast, Touchdowns All Day with John Barber. I am your host. And I have been prepping for the big Disco Biscuits Humphreys McGee tour, amphitheater tour that's coming up this very week. This week. And next week, City Bisco, At The Man, Disco Biscuits, two nights, the statement show. The show where we are going to play a song that is my favorite song that I wrote this year. Okay, so we're going to do that City Bisco. We're going to debut... My favorite song of the year that's been written. There's been a lot of songs that have been written. We're going to save one for The Man. I don't know where we're going to play it. Um, You know, it's going to be great no matter where we put it. So it's hard to decide what to do. But that's the trick for City Bisco. We want to see you there. We want everybody there. And also, you know, this Disco Biscuit, Umphreys tour that's coming up in these giant amphitheaters is just going to be really, really fun. I can't wait to hang out with the Umphreys guys. And, um, hey, you know, I'm podcasting today. I'm just taking a break from music. I did a lot of music conversations today. I'm taking a break. I'm doing a little podcast for everybody. Uh, For those of you who are wondering, I did spend at least two hours chasing my little river two-year-old child around the house and then reading him books and stuff. So I did a lot of that, you know, homebody stuff. And now I'm feeling frisky, as they say. And I want to listen to some Pink Floyd and and relax, do a little podcasting. You know, I spent a lot of time building the studio that I'm in in my basement, and it is really, really nice now. And the band's been here. I've had a lot of musicians here. It's very easy for me to make a podcast here, so it's really nice to have, you know, the the pandemic forced me to do this, like, really nice internal studio thing. I'm super, uh, it's, it's like a little silver lining to the awfulness that was the pandemic. Um, but we, we all move on together, right? We're a group, we're family, and we all move on from that craziness into the future, which looks very bright. One thing that's coming up in the future that you could be excited about is a ticket contest with the Touchdowns All Day team, make your best Touchdowns All Day biscuits meme and tweet it to us at Touchdowns All Day, at TDAD Baby, I believe is our Twitter handle. And, um, you know, we will pick the best biscuits meme and we will give you free tickets to whatever show you need to go to. Uh, hopefully, all of them, because we're on tour. And, Uh, I don't know if we can give you tickets to all of them. It depends on how good the meme is, but we'll at least give you tickets uh, for you and a friend to one show for sure. Uh, We have some past contest winners too. I wanted to reach out and just mention if you are a contest winner from the past, you know, a lot of shows got canceled. uh, Just reach out to us at Twitter or Instagram at touchdowns all day on Instagram and just DM us and be like, yo, you know, can I go to this show or that show? We would love to, uh, get you some tickets and, you know, hang out with you. The show would be really fun. Uh, one interesting summer announcement is on July 7th. I am playing at the Ardmore music hall in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Philadelphia. Um, I'm playing it with a band that we're calling John Barber Live, which is a four-piece right now. It is uh, MB, Marlon B. Lewis, Lloyd Alexander, and Kepler Kepler. And we are going to do a bunch of just new material, really. I would expect, you know, the show's only in a month from now, and it would be the first show that we would have done. So I don't know what it's going to end up to be because we haven't even had really the main rehearsal for it yet. But I think it's going to be a lot of just songs that I'm playing around with, songs that I'm trying to focus into some real music. It's going to be a lot of that, a lot of jamming on stuff, a lot of vocals, a lot of good stuff, probably stuff you've never heard over and over and over again. So if you want to see debuts and first times and you want to see songs being, you know, you know, just, just invented, I guess, is the word for it. I don't know, what the word
2: is, but
1: that show's going to be great. Uh, love playing with Marlin; he's terrific, and um, um, it will be my first time playing on stage with Lloyd and Kepler. Kepler, and I'm really excited to play with these guys. It's going to be a cool thing, and it's going to be just a little different than the biscuits. You know, not not as much transfusion, a little bit more. Um, we'll see. I don't even know. I don't even know what it's going to be. Uh, we'll play some of the music here on the podcast so you guys can hear it hopefully before the show to whet your appetites, to make the trip to the Ardmore music hall and come to the show, which would be really exciting for me to just sell out the Ardmore music hall cold with the, uh, John Barber live show, which I think is just gonna be a great band a lot of guitar. Uh, so a lot of people tweeted me like play more guitar, play more guitar. Uh, a lot more guitar, you know, because it's going to be more like a you know, uh, a band of gypsies type of jam fest, I think, something like that. Maybe mixed in with a lot of vocals. We'll see, we'll see. So we'll see you there, July seventh, Ardmore Music Hall, just outside of Philly. We have other upcoming dates for June. These are biscuit dates. We have so obviously we have the Umphrey's McGee tour. Um, you know, June 12th, Essex Junction, Vermont, at Champlain Valley Expo with Humphreys McGee. Uh, June 23rd, we're playing Rothbury, Michigan, at the Electric Forest Festival. And then after that, we go to the High Sierra Music Festival, which I think we're playing on maybe July 1st or something. And then, um, and I haven't been to High Sierra in forever. I love High Sierra, it's a crazy cool festival incredible festival it's really really in the middle of nowhere in california which is it's easy to get to but it's not like attached to a city or anything so you really do get the outdoor clean air clean mountain vibe there it's a very special place and um i don't know i always end up we i just have such great stories from high sierra i just meet so many great people I just every year we go is incredible so I'm excited to go back there. Um, I think we're playing in the field. That we're playing. There's a huge football field. We've never played the football field before. So I think it'll be biscuits in the football field, which will be a, a biscuits kill that kind of thing. So that'll be exciting. And then we have some other shows on here. We have uh, August 11th in East Durham, New York, the Catskill Mountain Jubilee at Black Home Mountain Resort, and that is a show that uh, Derek from Couch Tour TV is putting on um and we basically we're gonna play one night and i think we're i don't know we might be playing two now i'm not sure but august 11th it's a festival it's camping thing it's a beautiful place i played there uh last year sitting in and uh this year we're gonna bring the whole biscuits really great setting i would like to do more biscuit shows there so this is like a good step to that and then some more shows september 18th we're playing Indianapolis at the TCU Amphitheater with Humphreys McGee, September 19th, Maryland Heights, Missouri, St. Louis Music Park with Humphreys McGee, and then um, it looks like September 20th and September twenty and September 21st. We're playing at the Caverns, also with Humphreys McGee, I guess, so that is huge. Um, I love the Caverns. I'm very excited to go back there uh, because that's really one of my favorite. That outdoor spot at the caverns is incredible. And I'm really, two nights there. I can't believe it. It's going to be terrific. Um, It's East Coast Red Rocks, you know, or something like that. All right, so I got some questions here about, like, what books I'm reading, uh, Marathon Train. So, like, what books am I reading? Right now I'm reading a science fiction book. Uh, I forget what it's called. (laughs) <laughs> offhand uh, but science fiction book by like Vernon Vergie or something and um, I'll tell you about it next time uh, marathon training they want, people want to know about the marathon training uh, I'm just running a lot and I'm doing it on the app and the best way to do so if you use the Nike Run Club app it's free and you can train for a half marathon and it'll literally train you automatically I don't know which marathon I'm going to do I think it might do the Philadelphia Marathon in November that's the one that's tentative and um the next question here is how does it feel to throw nothing but touchdowns every time you play it feels good it feels good i like it i like i think the band's playing great right now so that's really great Uh, i'm trying to mix in a lot of new music with the touchdowns which i think is important personally for me just to be like super psyched about what's going on and we played a new song in atlanta called Freeze and we did that uh, last weekend and we'll probably be playing new songs at the amphitheater with Umfreeze. Obviously there's a biscuit album coming out. Uh there's just a lot of music being written right now because of this very cool studio space I built. All right, so uh there is a Touchdowns All Day Facebook group poll. Uh and the question is what are some of your favorite horror films? So if you are a horror film person and you want to be part of the horror film conversation, join the Touchdowns All Day Facebook group and weigh in on the conversation. Uh, I would say Salem's Lot, frankly. That was when I was a kid. I saw Salem's Lot when I was too young. And it I literally thought there were little vampire kids flying outside of my window for about eight years after that. So I would say if you do watch Salem's Lot, make sure you're older than six. Or, I was like four when I saw it. So I still picture... I can still picture it now. Like, the little vampire kids outside the window being like, Come play! I can still picture it to this day. That is a... That was a moment. I think horror films are... You know, depends on how you watch them, really. Like, people all think that, like, the horror film matters. I think the you matter when you watch the horror film. Depends on what kind of world you're in and whether or not you're willing to fall for that, uh, you know, the... The uh, popsicle sticks and and uh, you know paper cups and cones and all the stuff that they use to make all those props. You know, if you're not willing to fall for that stuff, then you're not going to be scared. But if you if you're bought in or you happen to be less than five, then probably uh, be pretty freaked out. So today on the podcast, we will be listening to all Evolve jams. And Evolve is a, one of the new Biscuit songs. It'll be on our new album. It's available to listen to now on Spotify, on Apple Music. Uh, just a quick aside, I wanted to thank everybody for all the action on Spotify and Apple Music. People are liking and favoriting and following and doing all those things. And it's, it's making a huge difference on those sites. It's just, everybody's excited. It's just, it's, great for the biscuits to be in these conversations with people where they're looking at us like a music group and not like a you know a side circus or something that you know we used to be the 4am band so we have a little bit of a hang up about that Uh, so anyways today we're listening to evolve um three different jams the first one is evolve at caverns on november 20th 2021 and that'll be an early evolve which be interesting and then we're gonna listen to two jams at the mission that were requested after the episode 42 of mission ballroom show which everybody really seemed we got a lot of feedback from that if you want to listen to that show Maybe after this one, you'll see that we picked a couple of jams and people were like, Well, why didn't you do these other jams? So we're gonna do those other jams, right? 7-Eleven into Evolve at the mission on 4-8 2022 and 42 into Evolve in the mission on 48 2022. Again, that was the day I believe we released Evolve to the World. And so that's why we did these jams in and out of Evolve all night long, because that was Evolve's release day on apple music and spotify and i believe amazon stuff is in there too so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of music networks right now there's a lot of places you can go to listen to stuff uh, if you uh okay so now we have a fan question uh and the question is from cm and rg3 which is let's hear evolve where did it come from how was it created all right, well, this is really a question, you know, a lot. Evolve was very much masterminded by Aaron Magner, and um, we really got to have him on the show to answer these questions.
0: So Evolve was written at some point mid-pandemic, whatever that means, early 2021 or something. And what was cool about it, now that I look back on it with some perspective, is that it was really written with nothing in particular in mind as to where it belonged, meaning I was just making music for the sake of making music. I mean, it's sort of what us musicians do, but usually we make music with the goal of playing it with a specific band or for a specific release. And there was just so much downtime in those days while the world, or at least the music industry, was shut down. There was really no one to play with. Um, I actually wrote a, a lot during that time, with you know, my three kids and my wife screaming in the other room in frustration with each other during homeschool shit. Um, some stuff was finished and released, um, and some in a random folder still labeled ideas, and probably most of the songs uh, in the depths of my very disorganized hard drive somewhere. I had... The majority of my stage synths uh set up at home since you know there was no stage and uh you know started writing using those synths as opposed to say software synths or different hardware synths that i have at home that aren't used on stage and so not intentional at the time it's definitely one of the reasons that that song works so well or works so well right off the bat with the biscuits is that the sounds at least for me are all accessible from my live rig as opposed to you know trying to emulate live what i had previously done in the computer now as the industry made our you know half-assed attempt of opening back up uh with drive-ins and pods and all that shit it was it was really amazing to get to play our whole catalog again um barber was really passionate about continuing to explore the tractor beam stuff that we had so much success with in 2019 before the world shut down um and we really learned a lot with tractor beam I mean we really learned how to like harness the power of electronic music in ways that we hadn't before I mean you know we're still a band a four-piece band playing instruments um, but you know Barber really had us, uh, you know, refine what was going on and kind of study it with minutia. Um, And it was particularly cool, but still kind of like a training wheels type of thing, um, at least from my perspective. Um, And also, it was kind of a... It it, it was a lot of extra work, you know. We dedicated time during extra time during soundcheck, and there was a bunch of technical stuff, both on stage and off stage, more inputs and that type of stuff. Um, So I I sent around a valve um, to the band, not thinking it was gonna, you know, that it could replace Tractor Beam, but that this would be the natural evolution, if you will, uh, of Tractor Beam, of using what we had learned with Tractor Beam and applying it to, you know, our original songs. And so I sent it around, which at the time was labeled in my files as Tech House Thingy 124. Um, it was certainly an easy enough song to learn, and we ran it in rehearsals uh, before the man of 2021. And I, I don't even think we had a name for it on the set list when we played it that night, though I knew that we needed one pretty soon. I mentioned to Mark that I was really excited to have that last section evolve triumphantly. And he replied, well, that's what we should call it, evolve. So it is written.
1: You know, a song like Lakeshore Drive is very masterminded by Aaron, but I think I participated a lot in creating the song that it now is. Like, I added sections to the song, you know? Whereas Evolve was something where Aaron really showed up with almost like a, you know, a very, very tight blueprint to what it ended up to be. And it says a lot about, you know, how much work and time that he put into that song in in that the blueprint really was ended up being the full song, which is something that. You know it's not really it doesn't matter if your blueprint becomes a song or not it depends on how good the song is when it's done it doesn't matter about the blueprint but you know the biscuits we played that one pretty tight because the blueprint was pretty sweet to begin with so there wasn't too much to do there except for deliver the goods and um i think we pulled that up i think we pulled that off pulled that off pulled that off almost invented a phrase there nah Anyways, um, so that wraps up another rant on the Touchdowns All Day podcast. Um, we are going to get into it now. All right, so let me just say, yo, let's just mass communicate, right? Let's just go. Let's hit it. We're mass
2: communicate. We're mass communicating.
1: We're hot out the gate here, folks. The All Evolved podcast. Let's see. This is the early Evolve from Tennessee. Let's see how it goes. It feels very trancey already. Enjoy, it, folks. Thanks for joining me on the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast. Very peaky, very trancy. I like it. I like it. The sound is great on this mix. Feels good. I think at the time there was like a big, bright, beautiful moon and some stars and the pandemic y vibe, and there's people in their little cubicles. In the little, like, stringed in cubicles, like people handing sharing beers over stringed-in cubicles with their car and their the dog and stuff. That's what's going on in the crowd right now. And we're on stage like, yo, this is our new song, this is Pretty Fire. So we're having fun. I think the lights look great. We're going to be back there in September. This is crazy. I'm very excited now. my bad this is in the caverns i just remember because this melody we're about to play was not in the song until this show i remember because it's like a weird melody it like has like a weird angle to it it has like a weird uh turnaround some weird energy a weird rhythm to it and i remember being on stage in the cavern like inside the actual cavern playing the melody and the crowd was just going bonkers at this point, like literally going bonkers. And I was like, oh, okay, this is good. This is good. It's it's different and it's cool. It's got its own thing. So I was on Instagram and I was watching uh, Dr. Shred's version of the Touchdowns All Night podcast and he does this thing that I thought was kind of cool where he like solos over the top of the jam. So he's he's listening to the biscuits just like this, right? And he's talking just like I'm talking. He does this like video thing so you can like see how cool he is. But you know, I'm too lazy to do the video. I just rather talk and hang. So it is what it is, you know? I mean, how hard is it to set up a camera? I'm so lazy. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, jamming over the stuff was is cool. Like, I enjoyed the concept of playing over, watching him play over the top of Biscuit Jam, his own take of it. And, you know, that's how I practice. A lot of people ask me, like, how do you practice for this band? And a lot of times you just, I just go to YouTube and pull up a show like Chicago from uh, from 2020 early Chicago show in January I love jamming over the top of that show it's really fun and um, I'm playing guitar synth in a lot of that show so there's not a lot of guitar so if I want to play guitar over the top of it I'm not like competing with myself or anything I'm sure Dr. Shreds has played over the top of that one and uh, you know It was cool. It's a cool thing to see, and, uh, you know, that's a great way to become a jam band person. If you want to, like, be a jam band musician, you want to know what the secret is. The secret is just play over the top of other jam bands. I used to do it when I was a kid, you know? I used to play over the top of, you know, all the Grateful Dead stuff I could get my hands on, all the Fish stuff I could get my hands on, which was hard at the time because they were, like, not even a band at the time. And um, I guess they were, but not really. And then Almond Brothers stuff. I used to play over Almond Brothers stuff a lot. Um, you know, it's like hard to play over like a Jimi Hendrix album because, you know, it's an album and he's going from section to section to section to section and it's you don't have that like groovy thing that you can just sort of sit in and hang out. And when you're playing over a jam band, you know, it's easy. Like most of the stuff is just modal, you know, so you just sit in whatever group of notes you want to sit in and just go and then you know, 15 minutes later you're still in the same thing so uh, that is what this podcast is all about because Crunk Mike chose three jams and they're all in the same song so 45 minutes from now we're just going to be sitting in the same thing I should get my guitar and just play over the top all this stuff because that's that is what's going on Let's move on to the next set, next version, um, the next Evolve, if you will, the next evolution. This is 7-Eleven into Evolve from the Mission Ballroom. Let's see what happens here. Feels exploratory. Feels like uh, we're about to go to some special places. That was cool. That was really interesting. I think that uh, we found a little like free song amidst another song in there. That's like, you know, that's what you're kind of looking for in a jam. I think that that one, it, it was good. It was big. It had nice melodies. Had some good flow to it. Had a lot of give and take. It had a lot of back and forth. Uh, thematically, it was it was on. Um, I feel like we, we, like, ended it on a quote of a, like, it was like Lunar Pursuit or something. I don't know what it was, but interesting. Really interesting jam. I liked it. It was fun. It was, it was playful. It wasn't like, let's be funky. It was like, let's just jam and play around with this idea, which, you know, we, when we go to that place as a jam band, as a band that's doing improv live, when we go to that place, it's really cool. You know, it's open and it's clean. don't hear that kind of music very often. It's very cool. I wish we could do more of it. I wish we could kind of bottle it a little bit. Maybe we'll have that conversation this week for the amphitheater tour of doing a jam like that. So it looks like this settles into Evolve here. And we just listened to Evolve, so that's cool. But um, let's move on. I'm going to... I think we're gonna skip ahead here. Let's let's do a little, can we do a little fadey fadey? Wow, look at this, on the fly. Fadey fadey, track into track. This is podcasting at its highest, most art formist stuff right here. So I'm just doing this all on the fly. It's right in front of you, there's a little 42 action. Also at the mission also jamming into evolve let's see what happens and see what we did to keep this one fresh obviously the last one was fresh right what was the last one that was some strangely fresh stuff and this is um this is i you know this could this can be totally different because i think we're, it's a different vibe different key you know different setup and uh, we're going to a very similar place. So let's see how the band handles it. Let's check in. There it is, folks. The freakout, and now the jam. Classic. Classic Bisco move right there. I like this already. This is going to go to a great place. Come, cut, Let's listen together. I was just thinking how weird it would be if I, like, podcasted every single day. You know how, like, people go online and they're, like, on YouTube every single day, like, talking about, you know, crypto or Elon Musk or whatever the hell they're talking about that honestly doesn't really change as often as they have to go on YouTube and talk about it. And, like, I feel like they probably get in the zone. Like, right now I feel like I just got into this zone where I'm, like, in the flow with y'all listening to the music, talking about the music, being in this, like, vibey, vibey, vibey thing. Maybe it's the jam we're listening to right now. And maybe it's just the fact that, you know, we're in an hour or so into just straight-up podcasting, and this has been a very loose podcast, you know? Just hanging out, kind of doing nothing, kind of just getting ready for these amphitheater shows, kind of getting ready to to play all the new songs. It's kind of getting ready to be on stage night after night after night on this tour haven't done that in years I think maybe so you know maybe we should just continue podcasting just never stop podcasting Just always be rolling always be rolling ABR baby hashtag ABR hashtag touchdowns all day oh wait there's a jam we should be listening to the jam my bad that was a really weird jam i mean where did that go that was really cool we got to go back to that spot that reminded me of some just like real avant-garde composer stuff from the late 70s or something it had a very like new york city warehouse just found looping recorders type of vibe to it with that vocal here it is again You go, folks. The Evolve podcast, really cool jams coming to an end. I had a really good time listening with you guys. You know, so thank you for listening to the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast. The band thanks you, the crew thanks you, Humphreys McGee thanks you, Crunk Mike thanks you, the Osiris Podcast Network thanks you. We're all really. F- really 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 looking forward to seeing you all on tour this summer where we will be throwing touchdown passes every night talk to us at hashtag touchdowns all day look out for our huge Karina Reichman double episode coming real soon before L we mass communicating we mass,
2: communica-